When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> it would be a wolf's fun, eh? On goes Paul. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Flash in the shot. What a This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. We all carry different stresses, big and small. It could be from work, stuff going on at home, or just from supporting a football team. You flatter to deceive, and as the bedsheets have always said, let us down. We often bottle up these stresses and try and keep a lid on them, but when you do that, it can start to affect you negatively. That's where therapy comes in. It gives you a place to get these things off your chest, get down to root cause, and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. Therapy is there to help develop positive uh, coping skills. It's not just for people who have experienced major trauma. It's about empowering you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not look and give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Our listeners can get 10% off their first month using the code betterhelp.com slash wanderers. That's betterhelp.com slash wanderers. Let's get back to the show. Good evening, good morning, hello everyone. Stu here for the Fancast in association with Audi and the Boston Coffee Company. With me tonight is Jafo and Pricey on this glorious Friday night for your entertainment. One comment straight away. I mean, this is this is highly popular stuff here. Um, PTMU54, hi all in the chat. Welcome. <laughs> it's going to be one of them. Sir. Yeah, we can see you and you can see us. I mean, it was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? <laughs> um, Let's not beat around the bush. I mean, I, I was so annoyed. I didn't speak to anyone, and I went to bed. As soon as I got in, that was that was all I could do. Um, didn't say didn't say anything on the car ride home. No, didn't talk to them. You, didn't talk to my mum. Mum, I mean, Matt had already asked me if I wanted to go uh, go into town and get the bus back with him. But I, I, I said before the game, I said no. Nope. Even if it's a four 0 win, I'm going home with a lift. I've got to get up early. This is my plan. And so I didn't want to speak to my mom or my sister, who I was getting the right lift with. Um, got in the house, straight to bed, just the way it was. Do you feel have you got over it yet, or are you still feeling the pain? Is, is this going to be Friday night therapy for you? Probably, I think. I mean, it's it's it's, it's just disappointing. I mean, just from all the highs that we've had over the last few weeks, just to come down and just to to drop down to the lows of yesterday, it just like it just it feels like a massive kick in the nads. It's just like it's frustrating. It really is. 
I'm impressed you put it. I mentioned it and then you you put it as well. The phrase that epitomised that first half. What did I say? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> the after the Lord's Mayor show thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Um, yeah, I mean, we all went into this game with a, probably a bit of inflated optimism. And why not? Why, why, why wouldn't you? I mean, we go into this game, we were what? Was it seven or was it eight? Unbeaten. And, um, you know, it probably even, even longer, you know, at, at home. We haven't been beaten at home for quite a while. Um, obviously, we're all still jubilant and on cloud nine after Sunday. And, uh, you know, we, and I, when I say we, I mean like the Royal We fans and players probably took that into the game. Um, but uh, ultimately, we ended up getting the big fat kick in the dick because um, that's how I felt coming out of it, like literally like sore bollocks, because um, how the game went, uh, obviously we'll get into it, but it had, uh, I would say highs and lows, but we'd have to flip that round because it was all low first, wasn't it? And then we got to some of the highs in the second half. Um, So, yeah, it's it's ultimately it's ultimately a bit of a slap in the face of a bit of reality. I don't know if say reality, but yeah, like I say it's just a bit of a slap in the face. We've had an enjoyable time of late, uh, League and Cup, and uh, you know it looks like we it looked like we were still going to keep the unbeaten run intact, but unfortunately, some young little upstart had uh, had other ideas. Yeah, and I think it's a good point here in, in the chat from Martin Wolfright. Um, very flat atmosphere last night. I think we just took it for granted that we'd win. I think that's spot on. I think that didn't seem just from the fans, did it, Jafar? I think the team kind of expected to just turn up and, and walk over Man United because they are a bit of a joke at the minute, like I, I put in the chat the other day. Um, they, t- they turned into the Spice Boys of Liverpool in the 90s and the whole are uh, being pegged back by Newport and all this. And yeah, we've got the high of like Pricey said, the high of the weekend in the last few weeks. Was it a bit of complacency? I think you're not wrong in saying that. I mean, it's weird when you're playing a, a club the size of Man United and they've come into a game with something to prove and their top player came into the game with something to prove in, in Rashford and it's not that, that often. You you don't get that around the world. And in the Premier League, you certainly shouldn't normally get that. And as like you say, complaints as he did kick in and I think were they riding a crest of a wave from Sunday? Probably still, yes, a little bit. But there was enough distractions around the game as well. We're trying to bring players in, trying to do that as well. And and maybe the focus was lost. Um but now that that could only sharpen their minds going into the weekend because at the end of the day they're still in this sort of like gap now where they can push up in the league and they've got to want to push themselves as a whole squad to carry on forward because they can't let it drop now to use a cliche sort of thing and they've got to want to do it and it's frustrating that we haven't we saw this drop off when we're kind of at a point where we needed to kick on again and and, and have that extra kick on against the t- team that we probably should have had got a point against last night before the game I think yeah. what helped, what, what what didn't help the atmosphere is just, just the nature of the early goal. I think we barely had much time to <clears throat> get anything going, 
and then it does not it, it, it will knock the stuffing out of the well it will knock the the um the momentum out of the fans when it a goal goes in that early so like I say we've come into it on the crest of a wave and um yeah I, I don't think that would have would have helped to be honest with um with the fans letting one in so early yeah and having a light show to wonder of you probably didn't help either um which is a really strange bizarre choice of a thing to happen um but before that before that yeah uh, the kicking the bollocks from rashford um which i you, you don't know what he was paying for in ireland he could have been doing that as well he might be a bit of a kink who knows um but the line the lineup i mean gully was very open on twitter and in correspondence with us about how he wanted out Nuri back from the start. Um, and there was the whole thing of his Joe Gomez being back. Shoot me. Was it the right call? Because I know Andy was saying on the, uh, the previous show before the game, uh, when was that Wednesday? Um, Wednesday night that he wouldn't, you don't change winning side in this case, when you've got two players who were in better form before they were taken out, was it the right choice with, without hindsight, did you think it at the time? To be fair, yeah, I would, I would say no, because I, I just think, and I said on the previous show, that I think we needed to com- be more combative against Man United than we were against West Brom, because at the end of the day, you've got uh, who used to be probably one of the best defensive midfielders in the world in Casemiro in that midfield. You've got a, a young upstart in there. You're getting them around them, and you put pressure on them, and you have somebody like Joe Gomez who can take the game and, and step forward and and carry us 10, 15 yards further at the pitch. Why not? Because I I think looking at it, and the, my fear was that we would play on the edge of our own box with Doyle, um, which is fine in certain teams, but when it comes to like Man United, you don't want them running at you because they've got so much pace in Garnaccio and Rashford. That can really punish you, really punish you with pace, and that's what they did. And any time that we 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 did step up too far, we left all the spaces behind because we can't get back in. Yeah, and I think yeah. was was that the thing on the left hand side, Price? Because we saw him when he came on um, out Nuri. It, it was a different game. Well, obviously, circumstances of the goal, the score on at the time as well. But there was just balance again. But at the same time. Doty been playing well, so it would have been harsh. Yeah, yeah I, I can I can see both sides of of the argument. Really, um, it's the it's the old cliche or the old adage, isn't it? You just don't you don't change a a winning team or, or one that's not losing. Um, yeah, we can all be captain hindsight's now, but I, I, I think if you asked the majority of Wolves fans, they would say our best team contains eight Nori in it. In at left back, left wing back, rather rather than Doc, I think we can probably all, like I said, well, the majority of us would probably go along with that. But the Doyle and Gomez debate, it, I think we, I'm sure we mentioned it on a previous pod. You know that the horses for courses approach is probably best with with those two at the moment. You can't definitively pick one or the other and say we we will 100% go with them until circumstances change. You have that with Lamina. Lamina will always start, and, and rightly so. But, you know, depending on who the opposition, who the coaching team think will be the best fit, it will be Gomez or, or it will be Doyle. But that being said, you know, Doyle's been five of the month recently. He's, he's, he has he's played really well. So I don't really think any, any one of us can have any real issues or complaints with the team 
that started. Um, I'll admit, I, I half expected, or I, I maybe thought if anything was going to change, I, I, I thought that you know Aitnori might come in, but um, the real one I thought would be like Sarabia coming back in, mm. um, mainly because I, I, I think I mentioned it on the um, the post Albion pod that I've just I've not been that impressed with with Belgaard, to be honest, in, in recent times. Yeah, yeah, he had his electric start and then it's completely fallen off the radar. Whether or not that's because his position seems to change quite frequently since since we played. I don't think he's got a definitive position nailed down. And you know, depending on some of these lineup charts that you, you see on whatever app you use, some 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 apps have him up front, you know, which I, I, I'm <laughs> not sure is particularly true, but you know, I, I think that I had no issues with the I had no issues with the lineup. To be honest, I think that might change now. Going obviously going to the Chelsea game, but um, yeah, I, I I thought that those 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 three spots that were probably for grabs: Belgards, uh, Docks, and Doyles. But you know, I, I had no complaints. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's that's where I thought I was on a par with with Vandy as well. I didn't want it changed. I mean. Like, before anyone mentions it, and, and I know some people will, yes, I am 40 years old and I did cut my face shaving through just the sheer anger and frustration at this game. So that's just to set the way for the uh, for the for the busy early washers. And G- Gillette is not a, the best that Stu can get. No, you know what? You know the um, like first tangent. 11 minutes in, I tried the um, the uh, the one that Mr. Sterling was promoting, the green one. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Um, oh yeah. Wank, just shit. Doesn't do anything. You might as well just get one of them, the, you know, the pack of five bics that you get. Well, like when you've, re- <laughs> when you're really at a low ebb and you've forgot. Something Doesn't do anything. Them. Just like Sterling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's flash. It looks good, but ultimately it's a waste of time. Exactly like Sterling. <laughs> so I went back, went back to my uh, ProGlide power, and there was a bit too much power in my hand. Oh dear. Um, oh no. Well, no, no. I've heard that before. Yeah, there's the, the, the. I wish there had been that much excitement. Um, but there we are. But from a Man United point of view, there was excitement, and as as we covered, I thought it was just written in the stars, wasn't it? It it, it happened last time when Rashford was taken out the team for being a naughty boy, and he came back and punished us, and then yet again, brilliant finish, Warwick of home. Yeah, it, it's it. The thing is with Rashford. When he's on his game, he's just he's probably one of the best players in the Premier League. So, what you the last thing you want is, is is him in a mood where he wants to punish a team, wants to prove a point, and he runs at you because the guy has got an incredible turn of pace. He's electric with the football at his feet, and then as I say, you say it's a fantastic finish. You can't you can't complain about it in terms of the way that he scored the goal, but. I think people are trying to overanalyze that that the goal and what he should have done, what Kilman should have done. The thing is, it all happens so quickly, and it's in a couple of seconds that they can't really think and change to what they want to do. And that's the problem we playing against somebody like Rashford is because he 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 forces you to make instant decisions, and if the instant decision ain't right at the time, you you messed it up. You conceded a goal. Yeah. Uh, you just got to hold your hands up and you and just, yeah, great goal. What wasn't a great goal was the second. <laughs> um, and again, like you said about rash decisions, 
that whole right hand side. Why was Samedo? What was Neto doing? Why was Samedo being left on his own all, all throughout the entire first half? It seemed um, covering like two or three men on his own. Just just bizarre behaviour, but ridiculous look. Man United look pricey because I, 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 until I watched it this afternoon, I had no idea how that ball even went in. No, no, neither, neither did I. I mean, um, the, the first half wasn't great for us, and Rashford was, like, at some points, scaring the shit out of us. That that um, that area of the pitch, we were we were totally exposed. To, whether that's you know, like, like say Neto wasn't pulling his weight at, at the time, um, which I think I, I did watch the highlights back again you know, earlier today, and for that goal, it's just it's acres acres of of space, um, and like you say, I've got no idea how that ball. Went in. I thought. I mean, from my position where I sit, in um, in the raw, the raucous family enclosure section of the ground, um, you, I, I had no idea. I just assumed it was an own goal. Uh, it's only when you watch it back. Well, like you say, I'm still not even sure how it's his goal because it's the ball that defies laws of physics. How it went in the <laughs> direction that it went. Um, but you do, uh, you do just see him. Underneath um, Dawson, just celebrating away in like in a Dawson sandwich, and you just say, "Okay, fair enough." But he wouldn't do that again if you if you tried if you played the same ball across now with Dawson right on him. There's no way that ball goes in. It's just like you say, it's just one of those things. Sheer luck how it went in. It's not it's not sheer luck in the build up to it, of course. You know, we, we've kind of you know left ourselves exposed in that regard. But you know, the, how the finish went in, sheer luck. But you know, them's the breaks. You know, it's Poyland's been pretty dog shit since he's been at United, and I think he's now starting to get a few um, performances and a few goals under under his belt. So, as is the way, if you need a goal, come to Molyneux. <laughs> give yeah. give rap on for you. I mean, you you have a deflection off your your captain that then goes through the keeper's legs, which then miraculously falls exactly right into your path. And of course, that's going to happen here. Home of fun, home of gifts. Yeah, I. <laughs> but two nil. <laughs> I mean, I've never been more happy in my life to go in two nil at half time because I've only seen one of the offside ones, the one that uh, Wolves highlights had, um, which. Mm. But the other one, I don't. It, both looked very close to me. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it on TNT, um, but they looked close, and four nil wouldn't have flattered them, would it, Jeffo? <laughs> I think. We were so bad, and they were actually not awful for a change. Yeah, they they were just they were on it. They were they worked together. They they looked like they had a plan for the first time this season. Man United did. It, it's it's strange to see a Ten Hag side look so organised because since he's been there, that <laughs> hasn't been the case. And to be fair, Casemiro both finishes very very good, very very good. And, and so we're we're lucky that we've got a bar in this case to to give to. Solidify. I know the ref put the lineup put his flag up for both, but that's only probably down to protocol. Well, you know, as a as a defensive lineup, it just didn't seem we didn't seem to be set up properly. Um, no. To give to give a guy who can head the ball as well as he can in Casemiro, two two goals essentially, um, is is pathetic, um, and it's. The thing is, a lot of this game was about preventable errors. Everything that we did wrong, we did, we caused ourselves. And 
you know, scooting back around to that second goal again, you've got to look at Matthias Cunha, you've got to look at Neto where they're giving the ball away in silly areas and they're trying to overplay and and then like with the second goal, Cunha loses the ball trying to make a, a silly pass. Neto doesn't want to track back because they just don't want to do it. They don't want to put the work in and it's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating when you've got weeks and weeks of really good, solid um, defensive work and a good foundation to work from to looking like you didn't have any cohesion and any any strength at the back. And I don't know whether that was because with the um, set pieces that they got the organisation wrong and they, they did a mixture of zonal and man mark, you know, potentially. And But nobody seemed to pick up Casemiro um, and say 4-0 really wouldn't have flattered them going into the off. It really wouldn't have done because they were in total control of that game. Um, and we just we looked like deer in the headlights. Yeah, and well, you, you you've touched on it there, but so I was going to bring it up later, but why not? We're we're freestyle here. Um, Neto and his attitude, the body language, <coughs> the throwing the arms up. It's something that's kind of been there, not his whole time here, but and you're obviously going to get the fiery Portuguese ness of it. I mean, his his countrymen who've been here over the last. Four or five years have all had similar kind of things, but it just didn't sit right with me. And I know Liam King mentioned it on the on the Vols Poddy as well. Um, that he looked like looked to the bench quite a lot and like, like blaming other people. And it's almost like and he was doing it a bit at the first half at Albion as well until he scored. And it's like, I, I don't know where this has come from because and we all know he's probably going to be off in the summer. Um, so I don't know. Did you see anything this price? Because I other than him throwing his arms around, I didn't see anything that bad until today. And then everything's been, there's quite a few bits of discourse on it. Yeah. So I, I hadn't, um, I hadn't picked up on anything on it initially when Tom mentioned it in the chat, I then started to pay attention and whether it's because it, it had been mentioned. So I was looking for it that I noticed it, but you do notice that, this, I don't know, there's, there's some mannerisms that when he was, you know, telling other people, like, telling Dull to, you know, hurry up and take a corner or like you say, he's, he's making flight arm movements to the, to the bench or uh, just the general lack of urgency off the ball. You know, I, I did notice a few things, whether or not, you know, I'm magnifying a small issue here or something that's already been there for a long time that we've, we've just lived with because when he gets the ball, he's one of our best players. Um, it's like, it's probably not something I'm concerned about, to be honest. Uh, and like you say, if we, if we, if we, if we're concerned about him because he thinks he wants to leave, well, we know he wants to leave. <laughs> we know that we know that come this summer, he'll be the first one out the door. And we'll take the money, you know. Thank you very much, and we'll we'll rebuild. We we all know that teams like Arsenal, City, from, from what I've read, you know, they're all they're all keeping a watch on him. They're all sniffing around him, so he's going to go. But um, I don't think it's anything too unjust to be to be concerned about. He's probably you know he probably just wants to see more of the ball. Like I say, in, in that game, certainly in the first half, as as Defoe said, we were just getting we were just getting completely overrun. From from all sides, it was a far cry from the, 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 how solid we've looked in in recent weeks. You know, we've kind of prided ourselves recently on you know 
not letting in too many goals. But but you know, on the flip side, we're actually you know going through quite a sweet scoring run at the moment. You know, we've got we're going quite a few. I can't remember how many games in a row. I think I'm sure I heard yesterday something like 18 home games in a row where we've scored mm-hmm. something around that mark. Um. So we would, you know, we were just caught by this, you know, it's an unfamiliar sight in recent times anyway, this Man United train hurtling towards us because, <laughs> you know, probably people from our vintage, you know, remember United being like that back in the day, you know, in, you know, in our era team that we remember. Or, you know, post-Ferguson, it's not been like that for United. It's They've been generally a drab team to watch, haven't they? They've been awful through the... It's been like through the Van Gaal years, Mourinho years, and certainly the Ranić years. You know they've been horrible to watch. Yesterday I was like, um, or certainly the first half, should I say? It was that first bit where you know you could see, oh, this is what you know, this is kind of what they used to be like. Whether we were party to that by letting them, by letting them run all over <laughs> the first bit anyway. But um, yeah, I mean for, for the Neto stuff, I mean. I did, uh, yeah, like I said, I did notice some things, but maybe it's another thing for us to keep a close eye on in Sunday's game to see if it's replicated because, you know, now it's been brought up and now it's probably one to watch. But mm. like I say, lo- long term, it's, it's nothing to be concerned about. He's, he's fed up, he wants to wants to go because, like I say, we know we know he's going to be off anyway. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about that you, <laughs> you know, in the Ferg years, my, my dad texted me before the game saying it's my dad's a United fan for his sins. Um, and he he said that this is the strongest side we've put out all season. Beware! And you could see them warming up. I mean, they want they want intimidated by Wonder of You in the tunnel, was they? Um, and they they did look they they looked better. They looked composed. And like you said, the attend Hog side who looked disciplined and tactically aware, which was weird. And we looked anything but. And was that from Neto? Who knows. Um, you wouldn't see uh, you wouldn't see Galatasaray saying welcome to hell and play Wonder of You, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could even play Highway to Hell. That'd be that'd be better. No. <laughs> but while while we're on it, Neto, I mean, we we got in at halftime, <laughs> amazingly, only two nil, and then as is the, as has been the way a couple of times this season. I mean, I was. I don't think anyone spoke to each other. And I, we mentioned earlier that I didn't speak to anyone afterwards. But at halftime, it was like the easiest route through to the toilets ever because like no one spoke. <laughs> it was like pure <laughs> pure shock that like, what had just happened. And and that wasn't the fact that <sighs> I don't eat these things anymore because I was they priced me out of pies. But yesterday, they've now put the Balti pies, the Black Country Balti pies, in the Steve Ball stand up to six pounds. Six oh pounds. Six pounds for a pie, and one of the. Uh, what does the it taste like? They're actually good. I don't, I, I refuse. Uh, I refuse. Say, <laughs> I, I, I refuse. You know what? I worked it. I worked it out. I've had a pie before this season. I've had a pie every home game. I mean, you can quite tell looking at me. Um, I had a pie every home game since I was about sixteen. So you worked that out last season for the price it was. It was probably about hundred and eight quid. So it's like one seventh of a season ticket on on pastries. Which was is just not good for anyone. So for, for my my health and and then see if they bought a striker. I mean, we get onto this later. If they bought a striker and the money was going somewhere, then maybe I could justify it. But since we're not spending anymore, fuck you all. Right. So 
You know, um, I, might, I, might, I, might, I might upset some people here, but, you know, when I used to have, back in the day when I used to have the Balti Pies, um, I used to, like, layer, put a layer of uh, ketchup on top of it before I ate, I ate yeah. it. I, know. I don't know if people think that's um, outrageous or not, but I used to oh, like, yeah. add a bit of bit of, bit of taste to the, uh, the, the, the tasteless Balti Pies, I'm on you. I saw, I saw people doing that before, but I've seen people putting, like, Ketchup on like steak pies as well. It's just mm. what would you do? It's not sure about you know, each to your own. You pay your money, take your choice. Um, the second half, <laughs> you come out, and then you we have the moment which I can't believe went so then so well with no one saying a single thing about. But that is a dive. I don't care what anyone says, that is a dive. Pedro Neto. Obviously, it doesn't matter because we've been on the receiving end, especially against Newcastle. But it was pretty pathetic, wasn't it? You felt. I mean, come on. It's. I know it's at speed, and yes, it's any kind of touch. But we were told after that Newcastle fast by the uh, the Michael Owen and Howard Webb show that yeah, they got that one wrong. Yeah, yeah they're they're giving that. Simulation is, yeah. is exactly what it was. Um, I mean, the one thing that I've always asked from referees is consistency, and at least they're consistently shit. And <laughs> they didn't overturn it because that, that would have just sent Molyneux into absolute fucking raucous, pandemonious freaking anger and, and hellfire if they'd have overturned that because everything that we've had this season in terms of Penalty decision not being overturned. <laughs> you know, it, it would be sanctimonious bullshit on the on, on the PGMOL's side to change it. But as you say, it's a dive. Pedro Neto has a reputation for doing that, so it doesn't really surprise me. I, I wish he wouldn't do it because I don't think he should be part of the game at any level. I, I hate it when our players do it. I hate it when opposition players do it. Um, just they want, I want people to try and score goals in a proper way, but that's just me being a purist and, and wanting to see the world in a beautiful way. But people like that exist in football, and it's it's frustrating, it's frustrating, it's very frustrating, especially when you see your own players doing it. Hmm. Yeah, I think <clears throat> we've had this against us so many times this season. I kind of think. Fuck it, let's play it their game. Play it if, if that's if this is what it takes to get a penalty. You know, do you remember when um who was it that uh, headbutted Kilman and he he was it Vinicius? Oh, yeah. And you know, he um he did the right thing, you know, he did what we would all consider to be the right thing. He didn't throw himself to the floor and did and therefore he stayed on the you know, Vinicius stayed on the pitch, and you're thinking, well. In, you know full well, look, if we flip that round, if one of our lot puts the, the head up to someone's face, that whoever it is will just throw themselves to the ground and we'll be down a man. And who's who comes off the worst that situation will we do? So I'm almost at the point now where I don't like it when, you know, when like air plays throw, throw themselves to the ground like that. But this is where, unfortunately, this is, this is where we are. As Jafar said, I'd love to be in a, in a world where this, this, this doesn't apply or you know this doesn't happen. But it's unfortunately where we are. And um I was looking I was listening to the Ramble this morning and they said like obviously he gets a kick on the shin, but obviously it's in no way mm-hmm. you know warrants 
the dive on on the floor. And I think VAR did go on for a little bit, didn't it, when they were checking it? And I did wonder, as as time was going on, whether or not this was going to be overturned. I'd be thinking, well, you know, the, it'd be the old "woe is me, Wolves luck again" coming on to, for, for like something to get overturned that never happens to us. So I was I was, I was pleasantly surprised that it stood, but um, I don't know. Like I say, it, this, this is where we are with football now, isn't it? This is what you, you get. You get penalties for these sorts of things, rightly, rightly or wrongly. So. Yeah, I think in the eyes of the sane, in the eyes of the ones <laughs> with the common sense, it's not it's not a penalty. But in in where we are with with football, yes, and gladly received. I mean, while we while we're in referee VAR call now, let's. <laughs> I mean, I didn't Anana see this again. <laughs> I didn't see the Anana this Anana thing until after the game when when people were saying, "Oh, how have they how have they done it again?" There was a thing from Paddy Power as well. I mean. It doesn't matter that the ball's gone, does it? The ball's in play, and he's again tried to decapitate someone and got away with it again. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't get um, a sponsorship deal from Specsavers at the end of the season, no, 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 they're really missing the trick because the guy must be fucking blind. And <laughs> uh, we can, he, he just not going to same at, the, at Old Trafford. He didn't get anywhere near the ball. Mm. Like he, he, he's the biggest clown of a goalkeeper when it comes to climbing crosses out there. It is pathetic, and the fact that they they don't even look at it and they don't even question it in in the right way because that and that brings it back to consistency again because they've given penalties for that this season for other clubs, and then yeah. some have said no, and then it comes down to the the bullshit when it comes to opinions and a VAR shouldn't be about opinions, and it should it should be scientific, it should be binary in its way of looking at things, because. At the end of the day, it's a penalty or it's not. There's there's no in between. There's not a scale of these things. So it, it's just frustrating that that it's, it's happened not only once but fucking twice now. Twice, and he's literally Superman punched him in the side of the head with a mixed him with a clothesline. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the sort of bullshit that you'd see in WWE. It's it's frustrating. It really is. It's something the Ultimate Warrior would used to do, wouldn't he, back in the day? <laughs> Just jump at jump at them with a lariat or something. I mean, I I missed it at the time. I I didn't I didn't clock it because I was obviously my eyes were drawn to the fact that we that it was cleared off the line, wasn't it? The ball. Mm. Um, and I don't think correct me if I'm wrong, here, guys, but I don't think many of the players appealed. I think I might have saw one player appeal, but again, maybe we were just distracted by the fact that we almost we nearly you know we almost scored, but. Again, this is where something like VAR should come in with the clear and obvious error. Can you can it be a clear and obvious error if the referee referees completely missed it, missed like someone being borderline decapitated again by the <laughs> same guy? Maybe yeah. that should be picked up. But yeah, you know, it's just funny, isn't it? Like six months apart, this clown of a keeper that United have signed is just an utter shambles. And to think they're like they let De Gea go. And spent good money. Well, you know, you don't have good money. You know, spent money at this guy who, I don't know, just tends to cost them points <laughs> or knock them out of knock them out of Champions Leagues more, more than more than anything else. Yeah, he's, I mean, talking talk about keepers having a mare. Um, obviously, I love Jose Sar, <laughs> but calls calls my segue, the, <laughs> calls in the group. Oh, we'll get back to the game in a minute. 
calls in the group for him to be uh, replaced, to be sold. Um, he had one of his nights, didn't he, where I, mean, I don't know what that little dribble drag back nonsense that he was trying on the edge of the box. Um, it's just the way he is, isn't it? I mean, he's, he's a maverick. He's a showman. Um, probably don't want that in a goalkeeper. Um, but it's his first one in months. So what do you do? He's he's more than likely not going to do it again now for, for a bit. But you just got to take it, haven't you, surely? I think so. I mean, we all know what we all know what is about <clears throat> by now. So there's no there's no point even wasting time on an argument saying do we put Bentley in or <laughs> exactly. Tom King in, so that that's just a complete non-starter for, for, for right now because we know that that's just you know cutting one leg off at the knee, it's pointless. But um. You know, talking about whether we sell him or not. I mean, I suppose you'd have to ask how many how many points over the over the time since he's been here. How many points has has Sar cost us? You know, because that's that's something you have to look at when the people making the argument saying we've got to get rid of him. You know, how many points does he generally has he generally cost us during his time here, or you know, this season, for example? Um, you know, it, it's. Is with Wolves. He's not going to be the perfect keeper, and and um, he's not going to be like a robot that you know never makes a mistake whatsoever. But um, like you say, he had, he had a bit of a moment. It didn't cost us anything. I know there was something. There was another one. Was it second half? Well, you know when he got a dodgy pass back, didn't he? Mm. And um, it rebounded off. I can't remember who the United player rebounded off now, but that that nearly went in. I think that. That was during the first half horror show, wasn't it? And um, so they like he's, you know, he he just has have his have his moments. But I mean, talk talk yeah, talk of replacing with them with one of our two backups is is just completely farcical conversation to have. Um, you know, is it a priority position for the summer? Probably not. So. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, if he if he cocks up, we'll call. Obviously, we'll call him out on it and and say say it like it is. But you know, I, I think there's probably bigger problems at the moment. Yeah, I mean, there's been comments and about Totti and I mean the marking for their third goal. Whoever they whoever was supposed to be on him for that. I mean, he's literally just stood there and he's hitting him on the head. He didn't even have to move. And going from being pretty solid, I mean. Was there a statue for about something about how we don't concede from corners at all, or something mental like that? I'm sure yeah. I made, made that up. No, no, I, I think we got into January and we, we hadn't conceded from a set piece, or we'd only conceded one. Um, we, that's what Gary had put in. O'Neill had come in and, and done this solidif- solidification sort of process of. But the, well, how Allardyce used to do things back in the day, and managers like that, they come in, they work from the back. You have a nice build from your defence, solid defence because if you get clean sheets you're guaranteed a point in a game and then if you score a goal and you, you're getting clean sheets 90% of the time you're going to win and that's that's and it's a boring way of playing football on paper but it's, it, it makes sense and and to see us give like I say so many goals away and so many chances away from free kicks and corners was, was mind blowing really because it's just not what we've done this season no, and he he did he did seem like the Lord Mayor show comments again that it was just 
they use so much energy by not using energy <laughs> at the weekend that everyone was knackered, but they shouldn't have been. And people were doing really bizarre things throughout the whole game. But yet we were still in it. <laughs> and then you get to set the second goal. And I mean, I did I didn't jump up or do anything at all until until the third, but the second one goes in and, and you do kind of think, oh well, we've got a chance again here because of how fragile Man United are. I, I did find it funny. I think was it around was it around this time? I, I don't want to be part of this pylon, to be honest, but I, I just had a little giggle when I saw Maguire was warming up to come on. And he was, <laughs> he, he's like his top would come off and he was coming on. So I thought, oh, we have, we you know, joke, jokingly, I said, he doesn't have a chance. But um, I was saying, with you, to be honest, when, when, we, when Kilman did score, I, um, you know, it wasn't like an elated celebration because I just thought, well, this would be like the, the valiant effort towards the end to try and bring something back. But I was assuming because United then started throwing the defenders on that they were going to just sit back and and shore it up. Um as it was, they brought on two defenders and then carried on trying to attack after <laughs> trying to attack us relentlessly. But um yeah, I I, I, I um the thing with this team is that we um we kind of never know when we beat, do we really? So like bringing it back to three two with only you know five minutes of normal time left, it does kind of. Whilst I wasn't like like I say like elated, excited at the time, I did then, you know, really like get a sense of optimism from all the crowds to think you know we can go on and we can keep going and get something more on this. We've got the players you know to do something a bit unpredictable, the likes of Cunha and and, and Neto. Um, so the opportunity was always there. I didn't think. We would get another one, you know, but, but I always thought, you know, the, the, the chances were there to be created for us to get one. Um, but I think it's just like it's it's a good positive trait of of our team that we've got at the moment that we're able to to do this. I, I don't think we had this under, you know, like Lopetegui, for example. You know, there's there's times when we once we conceded a couple, we just folded. You know, like I guess like the game against the infamous Brighton. Six nil, you know, you know, it just just capitulated completely in, in farcical. Whereas this one, you know, even going two nil down, three one down, we're still we're still fighting. We, you know, we just do not give. We, we play as if mm, Sunday league cliche, but we still play like it's nil nil. You know, even when we are three one down, which is something which is very very admirable, very very admirable, and something which I love about this team. Yeah. Good. Nothing else to say. <laughs> there's, your, there's your um. Let's say print that out in uh, manuscript form and print it. Put it on the wall, Stamford Bridge. There's your talk done. But then the moment comes. Done that one. We've done that one already. <laughs> the Neto goal, which is very similar to uh, to Sunday again. Cutting in and, and hitting it low. Delirium, an understatement. <laughs> um, and again, like you said, the team doesn't know they're beat, neither do the fans anymore, which is amazing to see <laughs> given the last 18 months. It's crazy the turnaround we've seen and this sort of resilience and, and forcing themselves to keep going and keep going and keep going. And, and like you say, not knowing when they're beat is. is 
it's something that really gets the fans behind the club. And this sort of like underdog story of where we will fight and we'll fight and we'll fight until we literally just collapse onto the pitch. It's it's everything that we had in sort of the early Nuno days and especially in sort of that first, second season in the Premier League. It's that wanting to prove everyone wrong and to know that we can prove everyone wrong by just, just never giving up. Mm. You know, it's... it's it, I, I hate to use memes and things like that, but but the, like you know, he's almost like John Cena sort of. But we'll come back to WWE <laughs> for some reason. But it's always like the John Cena sort of stuff. Not never give up, never what. You know, it's it's crazy. It's it's insane that the pride that comes back into the the fans when you can see the players know that there's always that little chance, even if it's only one percent, they won't give up, and that's what what really hot warms the heart of everyone inside Molyneux at the moment. And if and it gives us something to sing about, it gives us something to cheer for. And uh, we can only say thank you for the, the management for that. Yeah. I think what was quite funny was, um, as I said before, at this point, Evans had come on as well. And there was still, like, we caught them on the counter, didn't we? From, from, from their corner. So that they'd literally, bearing in mind, we just like less than 10 minutes before had made it 3-2 and they're still like proper going for it, trying to get a fourth. Not too much game management going on there. Maybe maybe they didn't want to do game management, but you thought when you throw on Maguire and Evans that you're <laughs> looking to try, try and help shore it up. But no, no, no. We catch him cold on on the break, and like you say, just that goal, just like the Albion goal he scored, pure netto. It's like, um, obviously, this is not a direct comparison, but it's like when when Iron Robin used to play, and like you you knew what he was t- typical le- left footer on the right. You knew what he was going to do every single time, but for some reason, you just you still can't stop stop him doing it, even if like you you know exactly he's going to check inside. And um, like I say, Anana had no chance. Um, and it was just, yeah, that it was it was a delirious family enclosure by, by me at this point. Everyone was, uh, well, the ones that were there, there were, there were some, I did notice some early leavers. Um, and in the, yeah. I think some left around 3 1. As they spot some gaps in the North Bank as well. So some people just thought it's a late kickoff with 3 1 down, I'm going to go. But um, yeah, the. Uh, that I thought that that just then summed up the team. Like for me, like I say, as, as me and Jafaro said, the nature, the spirit of the team. I just thought, well, this 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 summed us up. You know, the never say die attitude, the fact that we've been on this this you know unbeaten run and scoring run. This it's it's hard to say you would have been deserved, mm. given the nature of the game. But I sort of like find myself fighting to two philosophies here because you know like say we didn't draw the game 3-3 some you know some people say oh well we're lucky to get that or well take the full-time result we lost people will say oh well that's what we deserve for the first the first half but to me you say well you know you doesn't matter because United had they didn't take their chances or had their chances chalked off we've got ourselves to that position there if, if it ended 3-3 we deserved to get a 3-3 draw because the facts show you know, three goals each. I don't care that United you know, had more to play and had more chances. 
fact is, you know, we would, we would have deserved that draw. Um, so, yeah, returning back to genitalia again, massive kick in a dick when 60 seconds later, mm. uh, I, I generally had a head in hands moment when that happens. I generally just like, just put my head, put my head down, head in hands, because I couldn't believe that we just chucked it all away. I just can't. I... <laughs> There's no head in hands. I was just, I think I just sighed. Like, oh. <laughs> like I was uh, either that or I was worn out from jumping around too much. Probably both. Um, so briefly, I'd finished three three. I wouldn't cut my beautiful face open, would I? So it, it's their fault. Bad Kobe Manu. Who was actually to shave. Yeah, <laughs> it's you can probably get that elsewhere. It's a good job um, we didn't do a manscape that night then last night. Oh, I've never done manscape <laughs> in my entire life. They can sponsor us all they want. They can give us all the money. I, no blades going down there. No, thank you. Andy can be a dolphin and you can send it all to him. Fair enough. I've got one. Just saying. Well, well, there you are. <laughs> Revelations all round. <laughs> but I, I mean, if only Kobe man would share the post to the side. Um, because I did think he was, um, <laughs> I thought he was excellent, actually, to be fair. I thought, I, I, well, Dan said, well, I think we underestimated, they underestimated him on the preview show. And then he was like, just another, another young kids coming through, but obviously he's not a class of 92 level. I thought he was really good, actually. And I think maybe if, if Gomez had played rather than Tommy Dollar, who I didn't think played really, I think he was at fault for anything, really. But maybe that bit more steel there might have done something, but. I mean, it's a wonder goal to win the game, isn't it? I, mean, it? I don't think anyone could have done anything around it. He's he's used he's used the defence as, as who was it in the back? Was it Dawson? Um, who he's curled it round as a shield, and again, similar to Rashford's goal, you you can't defend it, can you? It's just frustrating because say they are avoidable goals. Um, you look at it. It's easy to say with hindsight, but you look back at it, you can say, okay, they could have closed him down quicker, they could have done this better. But you, you say he had a good game, I don't disagree with that. But you've got to look at it, and you, you, we allowed him to build confidence in the game. And by not being on top of him and not being combative with him and putting pressure on, the, on him as because of a young player, we allowed him to build confidence. And then he does what he does in the 97th minute. And that's the frustrating part is everything that went wrong last night can be preventable. Mm. So if you glass half full, you say, okay, that's good because it's something we can work on. It's something we can fix in training in, in through coaching. And yeah, glass half empty is sort of, yeah, okay, we've thrown it away because we've made four self-enforced errors. I mean, looking at glass half full, okay, yeah, okay. We've got time now between now and Chelsea to fix it. But it is very, very frustrating that we've given away. We scored three goals at home, and we somehow lost the game. And that's the, that's you know the, the crux and the being and all of it. You know, if you you're a Molyneux and you put the ball in the net three times and you you don't come away with at least a point, something's gone seriously, seriously wrong. And, uh, and just so, so, hold his hands up, he fucked up. I think. Yeah, and you look for the audio listeners. We just put the graphic from Opta. 18, 16 shots to their 21, seven on target to their eight. Actually had more possession than them, 53% to their 47. And the XG of 2.14 to their 2.74. So actually, 
after the car crash of the first half, to have stats that close is is an achievement in itself. And I think you kind of summed well. it up uh, perfectly, fellow. When you see the the pride and all that's back, but again, it counts for nothing. I mean, there's an, this other graph in here that I don't understand, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's the one that goes up like stairs. Some people love it, some people don't. There you are, if you do. Um, but we got ourselves back in, and like you said. It's just one of them days again, isn't it? Which I, I was trying to think, when was the last time this happened to us? Because nothing was sticking out to me. Where we, we've, we've got back into some into a game and then threw it away at the end. I can remember, was there a snowy game against Leeds United where we, where they scored late? That's anyone I can think of in, in my mind. Um They're in a lot, is there? And, and the fact that we're struggling to even think of it is probably... You know, it's a good thing because it means that these these days don't happen very often. And so you, you look at those, the fact that we're posting those sort of numbers now, and quite on a regular basis, you, you would never, you, you would have dreamed that of having those those stats, those numbers, like under you know the end of the Nuno days, or and under Bruno and and even Lopetegui. You know, there was no way we'd be having. You know, expected goals of over two a game and having sixteen shots on goal—it just wouldn't happen, would it? Would not, would not happen. And um, again, this is just like a net bit of some empty optimism after a, a home defeat. But you know, we're playing really good stuff at the moment. There's a reason why we've gone on this—you know, this unbeaten run—and why we're looking at a, a good team. We're doing—you know—we we are. We are playing some really, really exciting stuff. We've got some good creative players in the team. You know, yeah, we're missing that elusive number nine up front, which you know we might we might get onto in 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 the transfer section of the show. Um, but you know, we're fun to watch again now. I think anyway. I'm on. You know, there's probably more who will think you know along the same lines as me, but. Remember under those days, we used to go to go to watch us and it was a chore to watch us. And you had some pundits who were saying that we were just boring and, and dull to watch. You know, They're not saying that anymore because, you know, we know we're putting on a good show on games. We, we, but O'Neill's got us to a point where, you know, we're not we're not Kevin Keegan, where we're not we're not seeing this this sort of scoreline every other week <laughs> where, we, you know, it's just goals galore. You know, we, we've we generally have been keeping the back door shut as well. It's just that, you know, the, the, the latch must have been loose yesterday on the back gate. But, um, it, I mean, we've given United two really good games this season, haven't we? And we've, unfortunately, we've took nothing out of either of them. But on both, both, both games, you know, I think, I don't think United would be, would have, would have expected, you know, how we've ultimately, you know, how the two games have gone ultimately over the course of the season. Um, We've just got to hopefully take it, take similar into into the Chelsea game, and you know, make sure that we don't have such a bad or such a slow start as we did, you know, against against United yesterday. Yeah, and on that Chelsea game, we'll just have a little quick break, seven seconds, you know, the way it goes, um, and then we're back Chelsea game transfer stuff, um, and there is a, a, a tiny little quiz as well since this is a preview show. Only it is a Friday night. What else are you going to be doing? Well, there you are. So <laughs> we'll be back in a second. 
Oh, Chelsea then. <laughs> then the old King's Road. Getting the wallet blasted away with the prices of the place. Um, they wore all that, was they, on uh, on Christmas Eve? It was um, it was a very easy, an easy win against Chelsea, which seems a mental thing to say. But first of all, do, do you feel, despite what happened yesterday, do you fear Chelsea on Sunday? No, no, I, I don't. I think I struggle to 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 think what Chelsea are at the moment. You know, they're, they're you know, we talk about. We were just talking about United not being what they used to be, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, Chelsea, I've never known, uh, it probably never has been known in the history of football, a club to spend so much money and just get progressively worse <laughs> season after season. That, that if they wanted to, they could field, they could put two midfielders in that cost two hundred million, like in, in Casado and, and Enzo, Gomez, uh, Enzo Gomez, Enzo Fernandez, and you think, just why? Yeah, what? How? Why? How? And what? You know, have you, have you spent so much on this? And, and again, they spent they spent all this money, and they don't even have a proper striker, do they? <laughs> They've got the Borton Kunku who's been permanently injured. Jackson is just, you know, Ali D alike. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's one for the um the older the older listeners and watchers. Uh, Google it. Google him rather. Um and then this Brogier, the other one, the only other strikes they've got, they've they've let go. So I, they're just a they're just a baffling team or baffling club, Chelsea, that they just spend so much. And just get just get worse, and I don't think they're entertaining to watch. Really, they've probably got what one, what one one player who is entertaining to watch is Cole Palmer. He, you know, he's when you see him on the ball, he's he's you know he's he's quite good, quite an intelligent footballer. Um, but uh, mind you, that I don't I don't want to be mirroring what we said against United. We're all confident going to the United game, saying they're there to they're there for the take, and they're going they're going to be beaten. It'll be it'll be a different challenge, put it that way, on uh, on Sunday. But um, you know, if we can play to how good we can, we should be one of these clubs who are taking advantage of, of just Chelsea's pure state of flux at the moment. Yeah, I mean that's that's my thoughts as well. I mean, you, you look at them and you. They're all our oh, Chelsea are back, and, and and you look at the teams who are their back against, and their recent wins there: Fulham, Luton, Palace. It's and then their their two losses in the in the that group of five is Liverpool last week, where they were battered. Well, this week where they were battered four one, and the, and the one before that was the aforementioned two one. So. I, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I don't know. What, it's not even like they've been football manager shopping because none of them seem any good. And you think, well, at least one, at least one <laughs> of them would come off. But they just, they're almost like all regions who no one's heard of. And yet they all cost like £40 million. <laughs> it's just bizarre. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I mean, like Malo Gusto and Diaz, I've never just like you say, they just they are literally football manager regens, and some of them 
they're, 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 just, they're just generally when you whenever you sign for Chelsea, there's a there's a over fifty percent chance that within a year you'll be out on loan somewhere. Generally, like I say, it's happened to Brozier, that Martson, Matson that, that they've had. He's, he's on loan at Dortmund now. Um, and then one of the good, good players they do have from Conor Gallagher, the accountants are taking charge and wanting to sell him. <laughs> so they've got to sell him for the books. I don't know. It's just it's just just an absolute car crash since since the new ownership come in. It's just an absolute shambles. Which, to be fair, is good for us. Yeah. Oh, we we have we have got comments from uh, PTM fifty four there. I think we'll bugger up against them too. Um, which again, it, it wouldn't surprise you, would it? He really wouldn't, um, because it, it's classic wolves to do that kind of thing. But this is not classic wolves anymore, as we saw last Sunday. So, I mean, you, you mentioned him there, um, pricing. We, we, we might as well talk about him um, from still with the. You think we go? We dodged a bullet with the bros. You think bro, bros, your broyer? No one even knows what his name is. No, no one says it right. Who knows? But that fee is mental, isn't it? I mean, it, it's a, it's a basically you play him or you give us four million pound for however many games left of the season. Do we need it? It's a silly risk, really. For us to, to, we would need to have been in sort of. A relegation battle, or we would have, you know, we there would have a, a distinct need to spend the money. There's not really, but we're kind of comfortable where we are in the league. We're not, we're not going to get relegated. You know, we're not sort of guaranteed European football. I mean, we could get there if the results and things start going the right way again. But there's no, there's no desperation in in what we want to do in the transfer window. So there's no point just throwing money at it. You know, Broch is a good player. There's no doubt he, he's a good footballer. He probably would have made a difference if he was here. But as a football club, we don't stoop and bend ourselves to stupid demands like playing time. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it was Jeff Shee said it when he came in that we don't we don't pay to develop other teams' players. Why should we? Mm-hmm. Why why should we be paying stupid money out to develop Broja? If we couldn't afford to buy him for 35 million in the summer, it, it makes no economic sense. It makes no sense for the players that are here. It makes no sense for Nathan Frazier. You know, it, it's for the club to to throw money at it. Like I say, would have been a need of desperation, and we don't have that. The club doesn't stink of desperation like he did like this time last year. There's there's no no need. So uh, to dodge a bullet, yes, because it, it would have been wasted money. That could have, that you know, we can use in the summer. Yeah, I we don't need to go into my thoughts on the uh, on the available funds, but it's just baffling <laughs> to me how how we we've seemed to only realise that I think there's two footballers in the world who can we, we can buy, and both of them happen to be available this week. Um, there's obviously more more than Broya Broya whatever. And the other one, whose whose agent is, has bent him over twice in a move to England, it's it's just baffling. I mean, I, I've got no qualms about Nathan Fraser being used. Um, it'd be good for him. We, we've seen what he's got already. He's better than Fabio Silva. Don't care. He is. And I think there was it was telling again from Gary O'Neill yesterday, wasn't it? Where he's basically kind of said, "Well, 
if Fabio and Sasha were here, they wouldn't play anyway. Even if there was a crisis. So what's the point in them being here? It doesn't make any sense. He do, he clearly doesn't fancy him. It's no one's fault. It's it's obviously no one's fault. They're not good enough for his eyes or his style of play. They move on, and again, they they need game time. Unfortunately, what happened with Sasha, but Fabio Silva is not exactly uh, enduring himself to the uh, Scottish friends, is he? So we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Um, but for me, it, it's just bizarre how. The two, obviously, you'd like to think that they were, they were linked with more players, but there's only been two that were leaked. But why this happens every year, without fail, every single year. Oh, and the, and the, the, I put the thing out on Twitter earlier, about oh, the, the uh, quote from Bruno Large, which is eerily similar. How he was, he was looked, looked like we were going to get someone in, and then at the last minute, the goalpost change and the Johnny Phillips thing today, and it all seems a lot of bollocks, which... We'll see. We'll see when the accounts come out. We'll see who was who was telling the truth or not. Um, it just seems very bizarre that all these players have we've got them off the wage bill, getting them out the door, and now when it comes to the crunch, we've got no money again. Nah, I ain't buying it. It's um, it's yeah, it's like a previously spun record, isn't it? This this one from and it, <clears throat> I guess it frustrates us because we know. The coaching staff know that even just getting in that number nine would really help us push forward. You know, we, we can stop asking Cunha to do something which he doesn't naturally want to do. You know, he's doing it well. You know, he's he's having a, he's having a great season for us. But you know, we've we all know that you know he, he's he wants to play like a slightly different role from what we've currently. Um, what we're currently playing at the moment. I'd just say as um as a wider picture though, know, we have listened to like a like a lot of podcasts and uh, and throughout the course of, of January that you know Jan- this FFP thing is spooking quite a lot of clubs, isn't it? You know, there's there's not been much movement in the Premier League as a whole throughout January. Um so we could maybe set it against that the fact that you know no one's doing any any business even like the big teams like Newcastle with the richest owners have to sort of play within the rules to a point. Um, so I guess if you when you question Jeff or the accountants about it, they they point to that and say, look, you know, no one no one else is is doing anything. We're all in the same boat here, pretty much. We just it, it kind of makes a mockery of like the whole, having the whole January window. If no one's going to do anything, it's just it's just pointless, isn't it? If no one's going to do anything at all, how is Sky going to fill their twelve-hour transfer show or whatever? And there's absolutely fuck all to talk about. But um, we'll see where we are. Like I say, we'll see where we are, where we are when the uh, the posts and approved accounts come out with Jeff's uh, rubber stamp of approval, um, and then obviously all eyes will be on. On the summer, but I say it's just a shame now. Now, like you know, you know, as we get to this point in the season, you can kind of see where you might need an emergency player to come in. Um, I don't think we're asking much, were we, to get like you know the sort of the, the player that we're after. And like you say, it only it only really transpires like the eve of the transfer window. Like, oh, this player out of nowhere just goes, oh, we're looking at this player. Like, throughout 
throughout the previous 29 days of January ever, Yuri <laughs> Alberto had never been mentioned once. You know, he's, I didn't even know who he was until he just suddenly popped up, like transfer deadline day eve. You're like, oh, right, this guy. And it all goes tits up. Um, but, you know, we've got to thank ourselves. We could have got Kiefer Moore in. Yeah, I'm oh, talking about getting excited. I mean, I'd be, there'd be this this video would be fucking X rated if we'd signed Kiefer Moore yesterday. I'll tell you now, this would be uh, your screen would be like the Cartman meme from South Park if we'd have got if we'd have got uh, Kiefer Moore in, <laughs> just would have been DNA everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think Gully put it well on Twitter. He put a tweet out and he says, "Would you rather clubs spend?" wisely and and that's what psr has essentially done is it's it's actually forced people to follow the rules because ffp was a fucking joke because uefa were running it and uefa the most bent thing going in the world but now it's all been bought into house with psr we've actually got clubs who are wanting to actually focus and actually behave themselves unlike others i'm not going to say anyone nottingham forest <laughs> absolute joke joke club when it comes to transfers just it's good to see that you know the focus is on wanting to actually make clubs self sustainable. I do feel that there's still going to be money available in the summer because there just there will be because Neto will probably leave and there's there is going to be money made available. And but the thing is, we don't need to, to rush. We've got Juan coming back, we've got players that are coming through. If we've done it and we've got this far and no one else has improved their squads. Do we really need to throw money at somebody who could come in and potentially upset the dressing room? Because it only takes one. It takes one bad apple and it rots the whole squad. And, and yeah. that's always the danger with any transfer. The Asperger effect. But again, one for the kids. <laughs> um, I mean, Bournemouth have, Bournemouth have done it, haven't they? I mean, uh, Bournemouth are annoying me because, I mean, they've signed another one with an obligation. I think it's 35 million in the summer. Um, for Bournemouth to be spending that much money. Um, but my point on it was, if, say, we've, we've freed up 80, 90, for round, rounding it up, say, 100, 100 grand a week on players out the door whose wages are being covered by other teams, mainly Fabio in Scotland, amazingly. We couldn't get anyone on loan and pay all of their... <laughs> Not Danny Ings or anyone like that. We could have get someone on loan again from Brazil with an option or something like that, and defer it like we have like the Tommy Doyle thing. You're saying that that's not that's not possible for us where we are. That we wouldn't have been spending any money that we didn't have anyway. And like the whole Neves thing, where his pay was he was on a low wage until we got promoted, and then it was back paid again within the rules. These are the same people here now. That were there then, and you tell me that oh we can't do that anymore. Of course we can. It's not even bent. It's not even like we're saying manipulating the the books and stuff like that. There's there's ways and means around it. They just choose not to do it. So <laughs> that's up to them. But again, but we but we know we go where we got and good old Huang saving uh, saving careers bacon again. I mean that penalty balls of steel. I think Danny uh, Danny called it. That was a thriker. That was. If he's away for another two, if we still struggle through for another two weeks without him, then when who'd have thought we'd be saying this a year ago? <laughs> Especially on I here. Think, I think I think it's 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 
we, we, obviously we're fine as we are and we're, and we're, and we're coping, but then you go back to the, the you know, again, the old cliche of what happens when uh, one of our forward line gets a bad tackle and is out for X amount of weeks or Cunha, uh, and this, this isn't the realm's possibility, but Cunha has a bit of a red mist episode and or, or you know, something winds up the wrong way and he sees red and we're without him for three games. That could potentially, you know... Uh, instigate a whole formation change or, you know, a whole philo- different change in philosophy set up, you know, while, while he's out. It's just, like I say, we, this record's been played before by Jeff, hasn't it? You know, we, we seem to get to this position where, you know, we have momentum behind us. We have, um, you know, good things, good things are going for us. And then it, it the brakes are pumped, aren't they? Or, well, the handbrake is applied, isn't it? You know, so when it comes to finances, and I'm, I'm not going to profess to know, you know, the ins and outs of what we can and can't spend. Uh, Stu, that's more your bag to know. That's you know, that sort of stuff. You've done your homework on this sort of stuff, but you know, we, we have been here before, and obviously, we did have January twelve months ago when we went on the trolley dash to save our bacon, <laughs> essentially. Um as was Julian's requirements. But, you know, I, I think we'll certainly see, you know, when the, the accounts will be very interesting. And, you know, I, th- I think as as previously has been said, that it'll be uh, time to shine come this coming summer with when we can, you know, be a bit more looser with the purse strings, or so they say. But, you know, we, um, I just hope that that can, well, yeah, Peter in the comments there says it'd be amazing if he gets even 20 million, but you could probably see him being allowed one player or something this summer, Jeff being uber stingy, and we're allowed just to get a number nine and, and that's it. But, um, yeah, you, think... you'd, you'd like to think that you know, we don't just, we're not just happy to do almost like a, a Mike Ashley-esque thing where we're just happy to exist in the league. We do want that bit of excitement to... You know, we we're looking on the European places on the horizon. We were talking about it in recent weeks. We want to maintain that momentum where possible and not not have the brakes applied. Yeah, and it, I mean, going back to the the league table. I mean, taking yesterday away, um, we're still eleventh. We are only what six six points off seventh, despite what happened yesterday. Um. It's not, and obviously winning the FA Cup, which is the best way. Um, but if we win the FA Cup, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at the, the, the other games at the weekend, and we'll come to that in a second. But when we win the FA Cup, we might have to go on Twitch. We might have to go nipple blurring because the excitement <laughs> will be all, all time high. I, mean, I don't think I'll be able to speak. Um, it took me two. I mean, I know there was people asking where I was. I was never supposed to be on. I was not banned. I was not pissed. I was just not here. Um, but that, that was through the rotor. There was nothing else. But I, I couldn't have spoken anyway because my, my voice from the album match didn't come back until Tuesday. If we ever win anything, dear. Are we going to mention the the, uh, the Brighton pricing? That seems to have... Uh, yes, yes, that was... That was part of the controversy. I didn't realise um, that it was 30 quid <laughs> in the Steve Ball and the Billy Wright to watch Brighton on a 
and a more than likely a Wednesday night um, in the FA Cup fifth round. It's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Really. Um, but if but saying that, if if it had been the other way around and Brighton had charged us thirty quid to go down there, same as it is in the Premier League, we'd have all gone. Well, us, us usual ones would have gone because it's what we pay every. Yeah, it's what we pay every. We yeah we we, we pay thirty quid anyway. It's just that. We've kind of been I don't know, accustomed to paying less in the cup, which in the early rounds against terrible teams, then you can understand it. But is there going to be 24,000 there? Because I don't think there will be. Because people will just be pissed off again. I think it's a bit naughty, naughty than to do it. But I think when you get to the slightly later stages, <clears throat> later stages we are, they're kind of tried to take advantage of the the cup fever so to speak more people get interested because we're in the later stages and there's a potential quarter final at stake so they're like oh no let's let's uh chuck another fiver on the on the cost of a ticket i mean i've got an early early flight to Fort Ventura the next morning so it's making me think do i want to spend 40 quid for me and the boy to go and i've got to be like up about five hours later as soon as the game ends to fly out and apparently it's on iplayer <laughs> so that might help make people's minds up if they want to watch it but I think there'll still be a healthy crowd but it's just I think they've missed a trick there to like really like pack the you know have no doubts about packing the place out if they kept it like 25 quid let's say 25 quid ceiling what what what, what would have been the harm in that why what why why push your boat out further to 30 quid yeah 25 quid behind the goal but yeah yeah Point stands. I mean, if you if you can charge twenty quid in the corner with no roof, <laughs> and Albion charged twenty quid in every stand last week, it it does seem a bit of. Uh, I mean, both clubs have to agree as well. Remember, because it is the FA Cup, so it could be Brighton pissing about and saying, "No, we're worth more than that." You just don't know. Um, <laughs> Imagine Brighton but, saying that we're worth we're worth it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it could be it could be Gully, Gully Gully's wishes getting getting down there, giving them a, a heightened sense of being that they uh, deserve. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think like you, it's a it's a bit of a missed trick, and it could come back to bite them in the arse. Especially, well, again, it, I'm going to have to put a tweet out and rally the troops again, unlike last time, because if if I entered, they still haven't given me any money back for that. That was down to me, me alone. Getting them, <laughs> getting four thousand extra people on the day, um, but yeah, this one is on the iPlayer, so that's not going to happen again, is it? So, but I think we, we, got, <laughs> we brought the mood down there. Were you slagging them off about the ticket prices and Chelsea <laughs> to lighten the mood before we leave? Yeah, we leave you all because it is a preview show. <laughs> there, amazingly, is one of the little sudden death squads game. From September 2003. Oh. <laughs> Wolves Chelsea. I'm glad when Dan sent me this that I didn't have to play because I would have lost again. <laughs> How old were you in, in uh, September 2003, Jafo? 13. Oh, sorry. Oh, let's see. This is prime era, prime time. Pricey. God, 2003. Uh, would I have been 20? 
40. Just turned, just turned 40. So, yeah. Uh, 19 or 19. I think 19. Yeah. So, we'll let youth go first. You know the rules? (laughs) September 2003, Wolves nil, Chelsea 5. (laughs) How many goal scorers? One, two, four goal scorers. Jafo, up first. So, what, just one of the squad members, yeah? Yeah, for either team if you want. Okay, Michael Oakes. Correct. Uh, I will go for... we allowed subs as well. I mean, yeah. Well, I, yeah. There's, there's no. I've been sent no rules, so we'll, okay. we'll go with that. Yeah. Well, I'm only saying this guy because I think he scored with his first touch in English football, and that was Hernan Crespo. Correct. Uh, Dennis Irwin. Correct. Okay, let's go with the. Uh... Craddock, he would have pl- he, he would have started with me. Jerry Craddock is there. Uh, Henry Kamara. Henry Kamara is there. Yes. Uh, to switch it up to Chelsea, I say Joe Cole. <sighs> Joe Cole is on the bench. So I don't know if he came on. Information is not there, but yes. <laughs> You slide in just about. That's oh, huge effect. Paul McAuley. Of course. What was that role uh, named? What was that role be called before he, it was named after him? Uh, oh God, I'm on the spot now. It's not Regista. That's the eight. But you better me just carry on and knock all. I think. It's two thousand three. Of the Wolves, we would have had, I guess, Lee Naylor would have been left back, wouldn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. Stephen Everson. Stephen Everson is correct. Oh, I, I looked at Chelsea's squad then first. <laughs> <laughs> we would have had, I guess, at that point, I was early on, so we probably would have had Cameron. In the middle, he was on the bench. So yet again, oh. sneaking past. This is a, I, I know this is against all the normal rules, but this is carrying on. How <laughs> about you, uh, Glenn Johnson? Uh, Glenn Johnson is correct. Good pick. Uh, well, in that case, Alex Ray must have been playing then as well. <laughs> Alex Ray was on the bench as well. <laughs> 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 Oh my god! There's going to be no bench left soon. So. <laughs> I'm, naming, I'm, naming, I'm naming more bench warmers than starters. Uh, I got Carlo Cucchini. Yes, Carlo Cucchini is there. Okay, so we've only named one Wolves centre half. So, God, this could be difficult. Did Butler? Did Butler play? Who else would have? Go on. I'll just go with Butler. Of course. Yeah. Professional mank himself, Paul Butler. <laughs> um, Mark Kennedy? 
Uh, Mark Kennedy is correct. So Chelsea, Damien Duff. Damien Duff. Yes, he's there. Uh, Ida Good Johnson. Ida Good Johnson. Yes, he's there. Well, John Terry. Of course. Mr. England. Did you see him in the uh, in the away end Anfield <laughs> the other day? No. <laughs> what a what a end. Yeah, he he was there looking looking all John Terry. He's only got one expression, hasn't he? And he, he was there with the boys. If he, if he got inspiration from Shearer, I don't, I don't know, but he was there. That's his <laughs> fellow. John Terry. Uh, John Terry. Yes, but Grinkia. Oh, Gronkia, sorry. Uh, Gronkia oh. is there, yes. Great show. Oh. This could be another potential bench warmer, but I'm going to go Jim Floyd Hasselbank. He did actually start. Oh. And score, so of course he did. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether he was at Chelsea at the time, but Gallas. Yes, he was there and played. There you go. Uh, I don't. I can't remember what time he's signed for Chelsea, but Lampard. Yeah, yeah, Lampard played. The other Icelandic, I'll go with that. Icelandic love. Good Johnson. I had a good Johnson. We've mentioned good Johnson. No, no, our good Johnson. Uh, no, there is only one good Johnson here, which I presume is Ida. Yeah, there you go. Obviously, wins. No, he's got to. He's got to get this one. Oh, he's got to get, get, oh, oh, get this one. <laughs> Got to name one more. Christ, who have we not? One to win. Who have we not named? Ah, oh, no. I was going to say a defender, but Mourinho signed him. Oh, God. Who, who the bloody hell have we got left to name? <laughs> there's, looking at this, there's probably uh, six, maybe, are both left. How many, like, starters are left? Um, bear with me. Have we named like pretty much the start of the 11s? There's two for Wolves, and there's <sighs> one for Chelsea. Well, for the Wolves one, I don't know if, 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 if I can't remember him doing much, but I'm gonna say Sean Newton. Sean Newton did play price yeah. for the game. Well, yeah. I never, I never with these, so I'm all good. I mean, it's made me tired <laughs> just read it out. Yeah, um, That's so the... to be honest. Your name something I would never have thought of. Yeah, so the, the ones, the Wolves lied up that day that lost 5 0 to Chelsea, September 2003. Oaks, Irwin, Butler, Craddock, Naylor, Newton, Paul Ince, Good Johnson, Kennedy, Everson, and Rukamara. What a lineup. I, I mean, I did say Good Johnson. You didn't mention his first name, though, did you? What, what Johannes Cole? What? Johannes Cole, that's his real name. No one knows that. <laughs> That's weird. For Chelsea, Kudicini, 
Johnson, Terry, Gellas, football manager legend, a left back. Yaro. Yes. Gronkio, Makalele, ah. Lampard, Duff, Hasselbank, Good Johnson. Subs for Wolves, Matt Murray, Oleg Lushny, Cameron Ray, Silas. Oh, yeah, Jerry Good Johnson. Jerry Good Johnson, yes. Subs, Ambrosio, Devin Custard, Cole, Petit, Crespo, and Hooth. Which I'd never got Robert Hooth there in that team. I've got you. There we are. Those were the glory days, weren't they? Truly. I think like the week before we were 4 0 down to Charlton at half time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, five on the week before that. <laughs> yeah. Everton, Masterclass. What a season. But the season goes on, boys and girls. Before we leave after this one hour and 26 minute episode of the Falls Banker. 45 minutes, you said. <laughs> I say, no, I said before, the, this is not, it should be 45 minutes. It's not going to be because it's us. It never is with us three. No. There you are. There's your Friday night light. Um, <laughs> scores on the doors. Uh, since you won, Price, you go first. Chelsea Wolves. Uh, I said it's been a low score in the fair. And. I think it will be 1-0 to the Wanderers. 1-0 away win. Excellent. Jafel? Uh, 1-1. Hmm. Would people be mad with a 1-1 after losing yesterday? You can't be, surely. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be disappointed. There'll probably be some people who are keen to get back on the wagon, wouldn't they? After that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our, our away format, great. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I've got a weird. I've got a weird feeling that we're going to do something like ridiculous there, like like three 0 or something like that. But uh, again, I'm not on for a couple of weeks, so n- no nipples. Um. Yeah. Why not? It's, 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 it's worth uh, expensive pie, isn't it? Oh, that's worth expensive. Pie, you know. You know what. Last last time we went there, it was only like four twenty five, and apparently there was pie controversy in the uh, in the chat that someone saying it was five seventy five. Not in the Steve Bull, it wasn't because they'd taped over the old prices with six pound. And I should have got a picture. I should have put it in the thing, but there we are. What well, next time we're there, I'll get evidence and I'll put it on Twitter for everyone to see. Yeah, I'll go three down. Fuck it, why not? Three nil. You, you bad man. Go on, bad man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not too... Calm down. Even I can't wear one of them hats. (laughs) I'd pay money to see you do it. I don't know. What what are they called? I don't know what they are. They're like tight bandanas. Oh, well, the same thing that uh, Gangster Roy Hodgson had in that picture. Yeah. 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 AI Gangster Roy Hodgson picture. Roy the boy rides again in it. <laughs> in See, we're we verging on to cultural appropriation now. We're going to get banned again. So <laughs> just shut up while, we ha- while we're ahead. And the show going, quickly. Yeah, I'm going 3 0. It's it's 10 o'clock on a Friday night. You've got better things to be doing with lives. <laughs> See you later. Bye bye.